Hey guys, welcome to the Midwife Hour for our first podcast. So I wanted to start out today by just kind of introducing myself and what we're going to kind of be doing on here. Um, you know, it's, we're going to be discussing just uh, real life stuff, real birth stuff, real midwifery stuff. It's going to be kind of raw, raw and just, you know, a lot of you might, guys may not like it. It may not be for you. And if not, just turn it off. Like you don't have to listen. Because I think that's what we're missing is everybody tries to candy coat everything and make everything seem so sweet and so peaceful and this and that. And it's not always like that. So uh, we will have podcasts like that. But I also want to have some real life talk. Okay. So uh, I am Stacy Hunt. I am a home birth midwife in Tennessee. I have been a home birth midwife for over 20 years. I was with the farm for 20 years. I have um, my own practice in my community where I serve my community with well woman care and um, herbal consultations and home deliveries and you know sometimes people just come hang out because it's fun. Uh, I have five children myself. I have had two C-sections and a home birth VBAC. So that is definitely something we will talk about too. I have two grandchildren, both born at home in the water, and I have another one due in June. So we are really excited about that. I'm also a wife um, and based in a real life person. I mean, this I'm, you know, real. This is what this is about, is being real. Um, so yeah, I just want to welcome you guys and hope you get something out of it. Um, so I mean today really I just like I said I wanted to talk a little bit about what we are going to be talking about on here and you know things I've learned throughout the years and um, you know I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what you're thinking. Um, you know one of the biggest things one of the biggest questions that I think that women miss is, you know, what does birth mean to you? Because birth means different things to different people. Everyone perceives things differently. So I want us to be respectful on here. I also want us to be opinionated. I want us to speak our mind, but um, with respect and respect other people's um, the outlooks on things. So, um, you know, basically <clears throat> for some women, birth is not that important. Uh, for other women, it's everything, and I think that we have to definitely respect that and know that, hey, it's just not their thing, and and that's okay. Um, one thing that I do want women to understand is how important it is to, to respect your ability to give birth, and when I say give birth, I mean in any shape, form, fashion, okay? So I mean, when just because you don't have a vaginal delivery does not mean that you have not given birth. You are still a rock star, you grew that baby, and you birthed that baby, no matter how it came out of your body. And I can say that because I have done it both ways, and let me tell you something, neither way is easy, and you have still given birth that is still your child and you did it you cannot fail at birth i say that all the time i tell people that all the time there is no way that you can fail at birth and you need to understand that and yes you can have trauma from birth yes you can have disappointment from birth um but 
you cannot fail and you can work through that trauma and you can work through that disappointment and again everyone perceives trauma differently um some people you know i've been to births and i'm like holy what just happened you know oh my god this is going to be horrible and then the next day the mom is like oh my god that was the best thing ever that was awesome i feel so empowered and i'm like great that's fantastic and we talk about what she wants to talk about and i don't bring up but this happened and you didn't want to do that how do you feel about that that is like the worst thing you could possibly do what is wrong with you people that feel like you need to do that so um no if they bring it up and want to talk about it sure but if they don't feel traumatized by what happened then why traumatize them by your thoughts and feelings uh, and I have seen this happen a lot and it's really sad because I feel like what happens is the birth provider, doula, friend, whoever is there that felt so traumatized um, was really the only one traumatized. So, but they put this off on the mom and then before you know it, she's traumatized too because she feels like she should be and oh my God, that's really not what I wanted and you're right, they gave me an IV and I didn't want an IV, but you know what, your baby was tacky and you needed some fluids and you know, so it's, it's there's, there's always situations that we don't understand and we don't understand why they feel that way, but we have to respect that and not get into their doo-doo and mess it up. So, um, you know, you can't fail at birth. And, and I want women to understand that. And that is one thing about this podcast that I want to um, really get out there is that, yes, we're going to talk about cesarean birth. We're going to talk about vaginal birth. We're going to talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. We're going to talk about some really nice, sweet, peaceful stuff. We're going to talk about breastfeeding. We're going to talk about everything that has to do with being a woman, uh, well woman care, you know, anything like that, pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, postpartum, you know, we'll talk about sex. We'll talk about, you know, things like that. So if that offends you, then again, don't, don't listen. So, um, you know, I, I learned a lot over the years, especially working with the ladies from the farm. I mean, I had the privilege of being taught by some of the most famous midwives in the world. Um, and I cannot tell you how that has impacted me over my career. But I also had the privilege of learning from other midwives and doctors and nurses that taught me way more than I could ever have learned just from my senior midwives. And I think that that's something that, you know, we as midwives miss that every situation that we are in no matter what it's in you know what no matter what's involved in it um we can learn something from it and i worked in the hospital in labor and delivery for about six and a half years um i was the scrub tech in labor and delivery so i went to every delivery and every c-section um and i learned so much i cannot tell you how grateful i am for that experience I have a lot of respect for the doctors that I worked with and for the nurses, even though I didn't agree with everything we did. I mean, there were times that I was just appalled and shocked uh, because I had never seen things that were happening or things that we were doing. But um, I'm grateful for that experience and that, and I learned from it. And you know what? You know, even though I was, I walked away a little traumatized from some of those deliveries, those women weren't. 
you know, a lot of those women, some of them were. I mean, there were some that I knew that, you know, I felt for them, my heart ached for them. I felt I, like, you know, I hope they have someone that they can, you know, really put this out on the table with and, and, and talk about. But then there were others who were just so happy to see that healthy, happy, beautiful baby. And, and they were fine with it. So, um, but I learned so much. And one of the things that, you know, I learned more than anything was just to sit back and watch the situation. You know, one time I was at a birth, it was when I first started, and uh, I was so excited. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, my God, this is awesome. And, and Ina Mae Gaskin and Pamela Hunt were there. And, um, <clears throat> you know, so basically, I mean, I'm just like, yeah, I'm ready to get my hands dirty. I'm ready to do this. I want to do something. And Ina Mae turns and looks at me and says, you just sit over there and kind of pointed toward the corner where the table and chairs were and was like, you just, I want you to sit over there and I want you to pay attention to the energy in the room. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I want to, I want to do something. I didn't realize at the time how important it was what I was going to be doing. So I sat back you know, a little disappointed that I wasn't going to get to be right up in there in the middle of it and, um, and just kind of, you know, paid attention to what was going on. I was like, okay, all right. So, you know, the next birth came along, same thing. Just kind of pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention to the energy in the room. And then I think it was about the third birth that it clicked and it hit me and I felt the energy shift before the baby was born and I felt the energy shift when a certain person walked into the room and the mom really didn't want her to be there and you could feel the energy change and so you know that was one of the most important lessons I ever remember learning was to pay attention to the energy in the room and you know now I, I feel like sometimes like before the baby's born even if they're like six or seven centimeters and it doesn't seem like birth is imminent and you know oh we're going to be doing this for a while and I will I will get almost I don't want to say nervous because it's not really nervous but 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 sort of kind of I mean it's sort of one of those things where I get a little antsy and I'm like oh okay that this a soul is about to enter the world you know we're about to have a baby and sure enough there'll be a baby born and so I think it's learning to pay attention to the energy in the room no matter what you're doing but in birth it's really important and you know even though I was so disappointed whenever she said that to me um, you know looking back now you know 20 something years later I'm like oh wow yeah that was one of the most important things that she could have ever taught me um, you know it's 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 one thing to learn for some from some of the most famous midwives in the world and you know and no I don't take that for granted I love it but you know people are like oh my gosh did you just do everything that they said and I was like well no because I'm a person too and I know we didn't always agree on everything but you know what we are human beings we're not gonna agree on and we're women so of course we're not gonna agree on everything but but you know I respected their opinion and they respected mine and it's still that way I mean I still work with them some and I still take call and help cover and they do the same for me and so um, you know it's it's definitely 
you know, you don't have to agree with everything, but, you know, you have to respect that situation. Um, so, you know, that's one thing I shock people with that. And they're like, you didn't agree with everything? And I'm like, no, I didn't. And, and that's okay because we, we were all in, on the same page with that. And, um, but, you know, even though I learned from some of the best midwives that are, there are, and there are, but there are great midwives everywhere. And, you know, that was one thing that, you know, people would call the farm and say, oh, hey, I live in, you know, California and you know I want to come to the farm and I want to have my baby there and you know my baby's just gonna fall out and it's like well you know you have wonderful midwives where you are if you checked your midwives in your area and um, a lot of times they hadn't you know they just assumed well they're not gonna be what I want them to be but they but they are and so um, you know that we have great midwives everywhere and I think we forget that and because when they live, you know, when they live right in your backyard, you're like, oh, oh, okay. So I think we forget about that and we need to remember that, you know, we need to, as a sisterhood, we need to remember that. Um, but you know, the real people that I learned from were the women and the babies. And um, I learned that you never doubt a woman. You never, if she says something to you, then you pay attention. Um, you know, if a mom says to you, <clears throat> there's something wrong, you know, I, of course you're going to assess her and, and see if you can find something wrong. But I have transported before just on the mom saying there's something wrong. And, um, you know what? I was so glad that I did because... 99.9% .9 of the time there was really something wrong. Um, I remember myself being in labor with my fourth and he was my first VBAC and um, he was huge and um, I went 42 weeks. I had never gone 42 weeks before so this was very new for me. Um, I was frustrated. I, you know, I was like no way this can't be happening. You know I cannot be going um, you know 42 weeks. What, what in the world? So um, but I did, and um, it was a very long and hard labor, and um, I just remember, you know, I was exhausted, and, you know, exhaustion p plays into pain. I mean, if you're exhausted, you're not going to handle pain very well. I had already delivered a nine and a half pound baby at home, um, so I knew what, I knew what labor felt like. I knew what it felt like to push out a big baby, but, um, you know, all of a sudden, um, I, the pain felt different and I felt kind of like what felt like a stabbing pain, um, just to the right of my belly button. And so I, you know, I, I was like, no, 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 something's wrong. Something, something's up. Something's not right. This doesn't feel right. And I, I almost felt a panic come over me. And in my mind, you know, you don't think straight and, um, in labor I mean that's where I'm like gosh kudos to these people who go unassisted because I could never do it because my brain doesn't work the way it needs to do, to work so um, but you know I, I remember thinking <clears throat> I, I got to do something and I said to my midwives I'm ready to go something's something's not right I, I need to go and they didn't argue they said okay let's go 
we got in the car and the the ride to the hospital was excruciating it was like the worst thing ever and you know i feel so sorry for the poor lady from the lab that came to draw my blood because from what i remember i was not very nice to her and this is our local hospital so i'm thinking i'm hoping god i hope she didn't know me <laughs> but um i you know i remember getting there and there was an older doctor he um he was there and he he had only he was one of the, i what do they call it in um you know they come they they place he just went different hospitals is what i'm trying to say but he had lots and lots of experience and so my doctor also met us there and he was there because he was a surgeon and my doctor was not she was just a family practice ob and she did not do c-sections so he was there and um i remember i was eight centimeters and they were like you know i think you can push through this i think you can do it i think uh, you know i think it can happen and i'm i i just remember thinking this hurts worse than anything i've ever felt and so um he sat in the corner and watched for about 15 or 20 minutes and i remember him saying this is not normal pain for someone who has had a nine and a half pound baby at home and I was like he's right he, he's so right and so he called it and so we went to the OR we went for a section and um, what the pain that I was feeling was actually a window that was opening beside of my scar um, would it have held? Probably, because I've been in C-sections where there were huge windows and they held and it was fine. And But, you know, maybe not. But, you know, my baby was tangled in his cord. His first Apgar was a three. I mean, it was, it was not a good situation. So, but, you know, the whole moral of that story was that, you know, listening to women and learn, you learn so much just from the woman and and from the baby you know babies are smart i think it was sharon wells that told me once you know babies are smart they know when to come and when not to come and you know and the and that's true like babies who are having trouble will either come really fast or it's almost like the labor will halt because they cannot handle it so you know i learned a whole lot from mamas and babies and you know we're going to talk we're going to get into that too um intuition and different things and some of the podcasts that i've got lined up uh we're going to we're going to talk about that also uh because intuition is huge um i can't tell you it's just i've i do a lot of things off of based on it just kind of my intuition says yeah you know, oh you should do this and it's like oh does that make sense not really but i feel like you should do this so and it's usually right you know that you that usually works that's usually what we need to do so um we are going to talk about intuition and different things like that oh one podcast episode that i'm really excited about is um like pelvic floor health and so we're going to get into that too because i think that's something that's really missed is pelvic floor health and what you can do for it and you know you don't have to you know just um you know let it go and just hope for the best and you know you do not have to do that um there are other options so um you know we're going to definitely get into that 
Um, we're also going to talk about, um, you know, some controversial, excuse me, controversial things as far as like pushing during labor and things like that. So they're not going to, um, you know, a lot of people have a lot to say about that. And um, I just, um, yeah, we'll talk about that later. So we're definitely going to talk about that. And, I, you know, another thing that I learned about myself during all of this was I learned that um, I had to be myself and not what people wanted me to be or what I thought people wanted me to be. Um, and that is something that I have really, really overcame over the years is... Um, is being being myself and practicing the way I feel like I need to practice instead of practicing the way I feel like society feels like I need need to practice or you know things like that and um, I feel like that's really important and and I see lots of midwives and doulas that um, they do things because they think that's the way they're supposed to do things so I think that it's really important that we discuss that. And um, I know that I have really come to terms with, okay, you know, this is, this is how I need to do things. And not, not just because it's going to make so-and-so happy or, or that's the way it's, you know, I feel like it's politically correct in the midwifery world. And, you know, because let me tell you something, you're never going to appease everyone. You are never going to please everyone. There is always going to be haters. They're always going to try to cause trouble. They're always going to be have an opinion. And it really doesn't matter. It really, really does not matter. So I feel like we need to know that. We need to understand that um, we as individuals have the right to do what we feel like is right and what we feel like is okay and that is what is going to separate you know the the real people the real midwives the real doulas and you know from everyone else and you know that's where people get mixed up and really really do some damage so I feel like you know that's really important we're going to talk about that and intuition and all those all those fun things um Let's see, what else? Were we? I'm actually driving while I'm recording this podcast. I hope that's not illegal. Uh, I'm not holding anything. I'm just talking to my car. So, um, another thing that I was going to talk about, um, um, I feel like, you know, <clears throat> we miss out on so much as midwives and doulas and uh like in everyday life uh because we feel like we can't have it have everything we can't have have both but i want to talk about that you know we're going to address that in one of our podcasts and discuss balance and how how you can make that how you can make that work um just like you know every mom is different and every birth is different every midwife is different and we need to come to a comfortable zone as midwives and doulas and just that we can where we can um still find ourselves you know we can still know in our soul who we are 
and sometimes that gets lost and it gets really hard. A few years ago, um, I delivered 110 babies in one year and I'm not sure how that happened, but it did. And um, t for me, it was just way too much. Um, for some people, they could probably handle it just fine and it would be great and they would feel super pumped. And, and not that I didn't feel super pumped because I did, but at the same time, I was like, I'm exhausted mentally, physically. You know, it's time. <clears throat> I, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that again. And um, it just kind of snuck up on me because I took call for other midwives. We have a large Amish community, which we are going to do some podcasts on, on Amish births and cultures and things like that. But, um, and we, they had lots of babies that year and it was just, it was, it was rough. And, you know, I, I realized it was at that point that I realized that for the last, you know, 15 years, I had been just pushing myself and, and neglecting myself. You know, I had gained weight, I was in adrenal fatigue, you know, all these things because it was all about what the world wanted me to do. And so for the last, you know, couple of years, I've been working on recovery and it's taking time and it's taking um, a toll. It, it took a toll on me, but you know, and it's taking time for me to get back to where I feel great and I do now and I'm working still but still working on it and so I definitely want to discuss that and um, you know how you know everybody talks about self-care and you know and that's real but you know we all need to find a fine balance with self-care and and not push it away not not push yourself away for 15 years like I did and uh, let yourself go that long and, and and it's hard on you it's really hard on you especially when you have kids and you know you've got all you know, you're up for days and all these things are happening and you know you've been up for two days but one of your kids has a ball game and you just can't miss it and you gotta go and you know so it's really 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 hard on you so anyway that's we're definitely going to talk about that too um you know, um, we're going to talk about expectations during labor. Um, I think that's really important. Um, you know, there are some amazing women on YouTube who give birth. And it's like, holy shit, how did they do that? Oh my God. You know, it's so peaceful and it's so calm and it's so quiet and it's beautiful. And... I love births like that, but I also love the verse where the woman is just like, you know, her primal instinct kicks in and she roars the baby out and she, you know, moans and she moves with each, you know, rush and, you know, so um, we're going to talk about, you know, those differences and how different things work for different women and how don't get hung up on just one of those. Because honestly, if you've never given birth, or if you have only given birth with an epidural or in something like that, you really don't know how you're going to react to that. So um, I think it's more important to be open about that, and so that's why I want to talk about that and and get that out there for the midwife and the doula as well as for the birthing mom. Um, because you just really don't know. We're also going to talk about how people impact your birth. 
the people that are you are surrounded with. You know, I just had a conversation with one of my pregnant moms yesterday about how, you know, she really, really does not want her mom there. And it's not that she doesn't love her mom. She does. She loves her mom very much. It's not that she doesn't respect her mom. She does. But her mom brings a lot of fear. Her mom is negative. And she really feels like she doesn't want to deal with that. And she wants it to just be her and her husband. I get it. I mean, I understand. I see that happen all the time. And so, you know, we discussed that. And basically, though, her mother is putting her in a position of, you choose. Where, you know, she's saying to her, you choose. And I'm just, and she even said, I'm just going to tell you, if you don't allow me to be there, I'm going to be very upset. Well, that's bullying, and that's BS, and it's not your birth, and we're going to talk about that. And, you know, I understand as a mom how that would be disappointing and a little hurtful that, oh, you want to be there for your daughter, and you want to, you know, witness this. And But at the same time, it's not going to be this beautiful thing if they are stressed out because you are there. She even said, I don't want my mom to see me like that. So we're de we're definitely going to discuss some some of those things too. Talk about how different things like that impacts, you know, your birth, you, your your marriage, your relationship. You know how that affects those types of things. We're going to talk about that. Um, you know, um, some other things that are really important is like knowing when to intervene, like emotionally and medically, and. Um, you know, there have been women that I I have gone to birth and I I never touched the woman. You know, I you know we went in. You know, literally there were there's been a couple where we really didn't have time to get heart tones. We didn't have time to get her you know vitals and you know we basically went in and observed her by just watching her and was like, yeah, we're about to have a baby. Let's get our stuff out. So I mean, there have been births where I never touched a woman and I never checked her cervix. You know, I had one mom. She was great. I mean, she she walked around. I hadn't checked her. I'd been there, you know, a couple of hours. I had, you know, I'd done my vitals and listened to heart tones and this and that. But I had not checked her cervix. And um, she walked around and she, she squatted at the end of the bed and during a contraction. And she did a little, oh, you know, and then she goes, and I thought, oh, here we go, you know. And then she goes, mm, no, not time. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. So, so, uh, you know, she did that a few more contractions and then all of a sudden she squatted down and started pushing. And, you know, so there have been births like that where, you know, I have not touched, touched her. Um, but there's also been births where I felt like that was all I did was, was touch her or check her or, you know, and, you know, honestly, though, I feel like one of the biggest mistakes that some midwives make is that they are too hands-off. You know, they let a woman labor for 18 hours without checking her when you can check her and know whether or not, you know, a certain position is going to help her or, um, you know, or if this is working or that's working or it's not working. And you have just saved her tons and tons of time by checking her cervix 
Now, of course, if a mom doesn't want to be checked, then that's one thing. But we have that discussion prenatally, and we have the pros and cons of being checked, and and how that can help, and how it, it can hurt, and, you know, different things. But I feel like you need to be open about that, and not have just like a closed-minded policy on it. Um, you know, um... You know, I've had women who were very, very happy with the birth that I've done for them. And I've had some women who were just pissed and was like, that was not what I wanted. You gave me an IV. You know, you checked my cervix. You did this. You did that. You know what? Don't hire me. Don't hire me next time. You know, that's fine. Because I, you are hiring me to take care of you and your baby. You are hiring, hiring me for my midwifery expertise and along with that comes some medical expertise. Now, you know, one in particular was really upset because she didn't want an IV. Okay, cool. Well, we don't have to do an IV. You know, that's an option that I give my moms. So I don't have to have an IV. Um, but her baby um, got really tachycardic. And um, she had been in the birth pool. Um, and she got really, the baby got really tachycardic. And, um... I felt she wanted to be left alone in the room with her doula and her husband, which was fine. But they were adding hot water to the birth pool, and I, you know, I think that they got the, you know, they got it too hot. She got hot, and she started sweating. She got dehydrated. The baby got tacky, and so I said to her, "You need to get out of the pool, and I think you need some fluids." I don't want to get out of the pool. Well, this is, this is what's happening, and if we can't, you know, if the baby's heart rate doesn't come down soon, then um, we're going to have to go to the hospital. You know, we're, we're going to have to go in. So she gets out of the hospital, when she gets out of the, the birth tub, um, we give her, you know, a bolus of fluids, the baby's heart rate comes down, she cools off, she gets more hydrated, and everything's fine. And then she gets back in the tub, and she has a beautiful water birth. And I'm like, well, that was great. That worked out awesome. We didn't have to go in. Fabulous. She was so pissed. She was so mad. You did this to me, and you did that, and you made me get out of the tub, and you, you started an IV on me, and you, you, and I was like, you know, I'm really, really sorry that you feel that way. But, you know, I felt like I was doing what was best for you and the baby, and I, I know that you didn't want to go to the hospital, and I was you know, trying to save you a transport, and it worked, and I'm really sorry that you feel that way, but, you know, next time, don't hire me. You know, if that's the way you really feel, and you don't want anyone to intervene at all, then don't hire a midwife, and don't hire a doula that you feel like is going to replace a midwife. Because that is outside of their scope of practice, and you are putting them in a position that is not fair to them, and it's not fair to you or your baby. So don't do that either, and we're going to talk about that too, because that's a really big pet peeve of mine. But anyway, so, um, you know, we're also going to talk about some, um, you know, where, like, different birth places, you know, where to give birth, hospital, home, you know, birth center, those kinds of things. Uh, we have a great local hospital, so I am not in the least bit afraid to take a mom in that, that needs, 
you know, just, I mean, honestly, sometimes an epidural can be your best friend. I mean, you've been up for two days, you, you're exhausted, you need to sleep, you need to relax. Um, but I'm not afraid to take someone in if I need to, because our hospital is more like birth center, a birth center than most birth centers are. So, and the doctors and the nurse midwives that practice there are fabulous and they respect that, you know, when I bring a mom in, you know, these are the things that she's probably going to want. And these are the things that she's probably not going to want. And they try really, really hard to get them what they want. And, the, you know, that's not everyone has that that kind of consulting hospital or consulting um, practitioners and and but you know I am so grateful for that because it makes such a huge difference in our in our moms and their birth experience if we do have to go somewhere it's not traumatic um, so we're going to dis discuss different birth birth places um, you know and we're gonna we're we're going to discuss uh, different birth practitioners too, and uh, you know care providers. We're definitely going to talk about that. Um, you know, birth is birth is so much about perception, and a perception of the doctor, perception of the midwife, perception of the doula, the birthing mom, the birthing partner. Um, perception is huge because so many people perceive things so differently and you're going to hear me talk about this a lot but it's but it's true i mean everyone perceives things so differently i mean um and it's not just about the pain sure everyone perceives pain differently and there are so many things that can affect that like being hungry i mean when i'm hungry i'm not happy so i mean you know so when you're in labor and you're hungry you're not going to be happy but um you know being tired there's so many things that that can alter your perception of pain um you know other things that can um that affect the perception of birth is you know where you're at in your life you know what's going on in your life and you know how happy are you with you in your life or or you know is there's i listen People will confess things during labor, just kind of like being on their deathbed when they're like, I got to get this off my chest. And it can be like the smallest little thing or it can be something huge. And being open to that and allowing them to do that can help them change the perception of what's going on with them. I had one mom. It was so funny. It was so cute. She was the sweetest thing. It was her first baby. And she, you know, we had talked about... Um, you know, educating yourself during pregnancy and this and that. And we had talked about, you know, um, you know, watching videos and reading books and that kind of thing. And, you know, she just said to me one day, she said, you know, I just, I don't want to read a lot of books. I don't want to watch a lot of video. I don't want to do that. I, I want, I don't want any expectations. And that was the first time anyone had ever said that to me. She was a very educated woman. So it wasn't like she wasn't educated, but she said, I don't want any expectations. I just want to let it happen. And I was like, well, that, that's awesome. That's a really good way to look at it. So um, when she called me, she didn't live very far from me. And when she called me and, you know, I got there quick and um, she was on the toilet. And I was like, holy crap, she is booming. We, you know, we should probably get you off the toilet, you know. And she's like, okay. And she just kind of kept sitting there and moaning and she was like, and I'm thinking, we are about to have a baby. And um, 
so finally, and she, but she kept not getting off the toilet. And I, and so finally, you know, I, I said again, you know, let's get you off the toilet. I feel, you know, you can stay on the toilet if you really need to, but you know, I feel like you're, you're about to have the baby and you know, we need to not let the baby fall in the toilet basically. And, um, so she says, I have to tell you something. And I thought, oh no. Oh no, you know, she has an STD she didn't tell me about, or you know, something crazy. And um, she looks up at me with these big puppy dog brown eyes and she says, I have a tattoo of a rebel flag on my ass. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, okay, that's fine. It's a, no, it's not fine, it's horrible. And it was a spring break thing. And, you know, I'm from Alabama and, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and, but she had so much guilt about this tattoo that she didn't want to get off the toilet because she didn't want me to see it. And, you know, I couldn't help but kind of laugh at her, which made her laugh too. And, but I just said, you know, I don't care. It's fine. It's okay. And I said, do you want to see the tattoo on my back? You know, and she just laughed and she did get off the toilet. And we had a baby like 15 minutes later. But, um, you know, so I think, you know, perception of, of everything, you know, can any, every, certain things can change perception of, of birth and what's happening with you. And that was one thing that was holding her back. She probably would have the baby before that if she had not been afraid for me to see that tattoo. So, um, you know, it's, it's things like that you would be surprised at what would happen um another thing that can that can change or affect your perception of of labor and birth is you know how loved do you feel you know how do you how loved do you feel by your partner how loved do you feel by your midwife how loved do you feel by your family and you know that can really that can really affect your perception of what's going on you know your fears fear is a big thing Fear is huge in the perception of, of labor and birth. Um, you know, also things like your joys and different things like that. And we're going to dive deep into some of those things and, and really talk about that from a raw and real perspective and, you know, get some real people in here to talk about it, you know, that, that have been through that. Um, and, you know, my mother-in-law, she talks about how during labor with one of hers she just said you know we were never properly married we had we can't have this baby without being properly married and so she she made Stephen come and perform a ceremony so that she could have her baby and be properly married so I mean things like that though can really affect it and you don't realize it until the time comes and then it's like oh wow this is really happening um so you know, as a midwife, um, I feel like my job, per se, is to provide a safe space for mom to have the birth that she desires. And um, in doing that, I feel like, you know, it's my job to make sure mom and baby say, stay safe. And like I said, sometimes that's with very, very little inter intervention or none at all. And sometimes that's with more intervention than what I like. But um, the whole idea 
is to create that safe space for them and to keep it. So as midwives, I feel like we are, um, you know, we are space keepers and that's, you know, that's really important and we need to understand that and that it's not our birth their birth and this is what we've been hired to do and that's why we've been asked to be there so um, you know those are just a few things we're going to touch on I just wanted to kind of introduce you to how this podcast is going to work um, I'm really excited I hope that lots of people you know listen in and chime in and join in and let's all you know get it all out there and talk about it if there are certain things that you know you want to talk about or certain people that you want to hear on the podcast you know you can shoot me a message on Facebook you can look me up on Instagram on Instagram um, I am farm midwife and um, you know, on Facebook, it's Stacy Smith Hunt. Um, so just, you know, let me know, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll we'll get down to some stuff, and we'll have a good time doing it because that is another thing that I believe in. You have to have fun. It has to be joyful, and it will be. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to do our first interview here in just a couple of days. And uh, we'll put it out there and I'll let you know when it's available. All right. I am actually headed to a birth right now and very excited. It's a VBAC, her first uh, home birth and feel really good about it. And uh, I'm almost there. And so, yes, good birthing GGU and hoping for a buttery birth. And we will talk with you soon. All right. Good day to you all.